All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. We're here recording on our typical Tuesday night for our Wednesday, November 30th episode, episode number 70. And we are preparing for week number 13. Uh, for some leagues, I know in like some of the bigger leagues, like the Fishbowl, et cetera, this is the last week, our European league, the Zach and I are in. This is our last week, regular season. But for most uh, most of us out there, week 13, week 14 are the last couple weeks. Then we get playoffs going on week 15. But the fantasy season is coming and going as quick as as quick as quick you can imagine here. And uh, we're going to be preparing you for week number 13 and for this last couple of bit of a grind to get you to the fantasy playoffs. So before we get there, uh, we'll say hello to the fellas before we get started. And then we'll uh, we'll get into our 22 fresh quick question of the week. So uh, we'll kick things off here with uh, Zach and I know last week it was just the, the two-man show here with myself and Zach, and then we'll see what Armin's been up to the last little bit to keep busy. But Zach, what's uh, how's it going? Oh, it's been going good. Uh, suffered a uh, a string of heartbreaks over the over the weekend. I was telling you guys about that on Sunday, I think. But uh, new week, and uh, hopefully we can avoid the same heartbreaks uh, this weekend. Yeah, it was uh, pretty comical in the group chat. They were going off and Zach had a you know tough fantasy week, tough football week, tough little bit of everything. And then Armin goes, well, you know, the only thing we shared that was tough was the Husky loss. But everything else has been good for me, Armin. goes <laughs> just to <laughs> twist that knife in the Zach's back a little more. But, yeah, it was a tough one. Well, I know all three of us are watching that Huskies game. That was, uh, was a tough one there. But um, Armin, a couple of weeks here, had a nice little uh, bye week for you as well, too. So what's been uh, what's been keeping you busy? Oh, basketball tryouts at the school have been rough and tough, you know. It's it's always tough going through those tryout weeks and trying to figure out who who you want to keep, who you you want to let go and um it's it's tough. It definitely it it's hard decisions and you know, kids come out and they you got to appreciate their their willingness to at least try out even, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh we had practice well elementary is a little different we didn't really have tryouts per se you know we had we had um, open gym you know practices and come try it out I guess kind of thing but that season is, is upon us now and it's been, it's been a lot of fun we had all practices last week and then now I had practice today as well too it's been it's been a lot of fun but uh, now we're I we were just chatting before the before recording here I had my last weekend of classes so I finish another set of classes and then I have until off until after the Christmas break. So nice weight lifted off the shoulders there and get a little more free time and less, less, less school related focus and something that's a little bit more fun. So like uh, kind of like fantasy football, uh, we're getting into playoffs time here pretty quick. And, and, you know, it's one of the things is you get those players that, that carry you all the way into, uh, not only into the fantasy playoffs and hopefully to a fantasy championship. Uh, so the question for the week here for 22 fresh quick question of week number 13 is who has been a player that has been carrying the load most in your league? So maybe it's somebody that's been just astronomically good in a few leagues. Maybe it's somebody that's been very good in, a, in quite a few leagues. Uh, and we'll get to Armin kickstarted here because this was one that could have been pretty sketchy, I think, uh, with this addition to your roster. And it looks like you've had in quite a few leagues. So maybe we'll get you to start. All right. Um, Kenneth Walker, the third has been a guy that's been carrying the load in most of my leagues. Um, he's I'm, I own him in four of my leagues um, and only one of those being dynasty. So they're S3 draft. So um, picked him up early or drafted him early and made sure I got him. 
The only one I didn't get him in was the staff league, I think, out of uh, my redraft. And he's been uh, he's been a stud since he moved in and took the starting role. Um, it hasn't really been that he's been putting up huge points. It's just uh, made up for injury woes that I've had and uh, underperforming RBs that I've that I've also had. He's he's put up some pretty good performances, but he's been a steady Eddie too that that I can rely on and just plug in plug into my lineup and not have to worry too much about. He's been one of those unicorns with the the high ceiling and high floor. <laughs> you don't get them <laughs> too often. You know, you get low ceiling, high floor, or whatever, and. You know, now it's just no. This guy's—he's just got a solid baseline, and then he's got, like you said, he's got those boom games too. So he's been—he's been somebody that I actually have zero shares of, so I haven't got to experience this other than maybe betting on him or you know, the DFS lineups. But it's been—it's uh, been a treat to watch him because he's just a talented football player all around. Yeah, you know why you don't own him? Because I was drafting him in all the leagues you're in with me, Jordan. Yeah, yeah we're in quite a few together, and I knew I wasn't getting them, that's for sure. <laughs> Zach, what about yourself here? Who's somebody that uh, that's you, you've got quite a few shares of that's been carrying the load? Yeah, so I got uh, three shares of Jalen Waddle. That's between uh, a couple redraft and uh, one dynasty. And then I have him in, uh, in a number of best ball leagues that I drafted over the summer. And uh, he's doing nothing short of God's of God's work uh, this season. Pardon me. Um, he is fantasy receiver number six in half point leagues. Um, he's tied for fifth in the league in touchdowns. Uh, I believe he's tied for fifth in uh, receiving yards as well. And he's number four in receptions of 20 plus yards or more. Um, simply put, this is a ascending talent that uh, is his team's wide receiver too. Um, if the day ever comes where uh, Tyree Kill has to miss a game, I can only imagine that Waddle will be to the moon. He um, he was a guy that man, you were pumping his tires lots in the off season, and we were we weren't doubting the talent, but we were you know we had a really good discussion. Is it going to be Waddle? Is it going to be Hill? I don't think two is good enough to support both. And man, that was a pleasant little surprise because, um, well, we had this discussion. I think we had it before my wedding. We had it during my wedding. We had it after my wedding. Is it Hill or is it Waddle? <laughs> like, so I think we talked about that that Hill trade right around that same time. And man, what a what a surprise that's been. And and you know, I even got two Williams in a couple of my lineups. I put them in my lineup this last week, which sucked because they absolutely ruined Houston so fast that Tua Tua didn't see the field in the entire second half. But yeah, that Waddle, he's he's been dynamic and he's been unreal. And I, you know, I think about it, Zach, I think about the funny story and, and maybe we won't tell it today. Maybe we'll save it for the off season. The story about how you ended up with Waddle on your dynasty roster. I, I can't remember if we've told that story on the pod before, but that, Oh, I just made, I think I was like, man, how did Zach get him? Like thinking about, you know, I ended up getting Smith and then uh, he got Waddle right after. And I was like, how did he, and then, and then I remembered how that whole story went down. Oh, it's just comical. Yeah, I was sweating that one out at the at the bank, uh, trying to renew my mortgage and just sitting there on the phone waiting, not even listening to the poor guy, trying to explain the uh, the different rates. Yeah, Zach locked in for a 2.2. He's like, yeah, 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 shut up. I got to make a big pick here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, my guy I picked, and I've talked about him lots this season, it's – it was weird to me because in the one league we were trying to tr like trade him away in a dynasty league where we were kind of 
like ho-hum I guess and nobody wanted to buy him and I just found it so bizarre and I guess yeah he is old uh so it's one of those things where it's like okay maybe people are a little bit too concerned but if you're going for a championship what better player to have on your team than Travis Kelsey uh I have him in several leagues and he is not only a positional advantage but in just the regular like one quarterback league um where you know the cue is not as important Travis Kelsey is the number one player even in super flex leagues, Travis Kelsey's a top 12. So where those quarterbacks are a little bit more important, he's still a top 12 back. And then you have the tight end premium leagues. Like I know in one tight end premium league, I think he's number five. And another tight end premium league, I think he's number one. Uh, so he is one of the most advantage. Like it depends, obviously, your tight end premium rules. But he's one of the most, like, I, he's obviously a Hall of Fame uh, tight end. Um, people are a bit concerned about him with, you know, possibly seeing double teams because of the loss of Tyree Kill. Uh, he's another year older what's this offense going to look like and last year he must have must have been taking receipts because he was, did not finish as tight end one after I think it was eight seasons in a row if I remember correctly and now he's taking that one back over by storm and he's uh, he's going to take that crown once again so he's a guy that I've had on my roster and it's just when you need him most he he puts up big weeks and especially when you look at your opponents who they're plugging in at the tight end position uh, there's some weeks I've seen guys taste some hill when he has the, the bad weeks or tight ends putting up goose eggs. And then there's Travis Kelsey in your lineup with 28 points. And that's just 28 points that your opponent just can't possibly score, which is it's, it's been awesome to have. So hopefully he can keep carrying the load into the playoff season because I know his playoff schedule is real juicy. So hopefully help me uh, win in a couple of championships again this year. Yeah, that positional advantage is huge, Jordan. The guy in staff league right now who who owns him is is sitting pretty right now, and that positional advantage has been huge all year. It's a PPR league, and wow, you you can't speak higher of it. Like it's a fourteen team league. He drafted Kelsey in the first round, and it was he was worried that he maybe made a bit of a reach, and it was kind of like no, like we need tight end. You need a tight end in this league to actually have success because how deep this league is and how few tight ends there are well yeah like here's here's the list of in the front of them patrick mahomes okay josh allen jalen hurts and then josh jacobs which we'll talk about him a little bit later austin eckler joe burrow stefan diggs lamar jackson lamar jackson justin jefferson derrick henry travis Hels travis kelsey so that are non-quarterbacks there's one two three four five players in front of them so he's the number six player overall and that's at a tight end position. And there are some players that in front of them that haven't had their bye week yet. So when you like consider that in there, like he's just, he's, he's a unicorn. And I don't know if there ever will be another Travis Kelsey, but he's uh he's a treat to have on your roster for, for the, well, especially in dynasty, if you've had him for X amount of years, he's just been carrying your roster for, for who knows how long. So um continuing on here uh we'll get into some insiders and headliners and then we'll get into a little bit of the weekly recap i've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story i'm ron burgundy so I think it was two episodes ago, we joked about, oh, what happens if OBJ signs with the Rams because the Rams need him real bad? And the Rams do need him really bad, like super, super bad. But the Rams are also <laughs> like, like the season's over for them, I think. Uh, Matthew Stafford still in whatever. I know it's not concussion protocol, but head and neck injury. Um, there's a chance that he could be shut down for the season. 
Uh, they've got several defensive players that could be shelved for the foreseeable future. And then now Allen Robinson is going to miss the remainder of the season with a foot injury. Um, this is just an awesome situation for the Detroit Lions. Like they could make the playoffs and still get a top five pick, which is like the exact opposite of what I expected this season. Um, especially if they would have beat Buffalo. That's, I mean, it was fun to watch, but it hurts the soul in the way that game ended. <laughs> but uh, Allen Robinson is going to miss the season. Uh, so is Darnell Mooney, a wide receiver from the Chicago Bears. After he's going to be going under ankle surgery and has been officially already placed on IR. So his season is over. Um, Elijah Mitchell, his season is as close to being over as one could be. Um, he's got another knee injury, similar knee injury he had at the start of the year, and he's going to miss six to eight weeks. Um, that maybe adds some clarity for you if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, but who knows what that clarity is going to look like because it's been um, tough sledding for the both of them the last couple of weeks here. Um, Damian Harris, who plays this upcoming Thursday against Buffalo, is already quoted as expected not to play as he's dealing with a thigh injury. So that's a um, piece of news here that maybe Zach's going to mention in the next uh, segment. Um, Najee Harris is also something to monitor. He left in the Monday nighter with an abdominal injury. Um, he left and did not return. So that's something that um, un he's most likely not going to be playing on a short week here. Uh, so that's something to monitor if you're a Najee Harris owner. And finally, Melvin Gordon, a small piece of news here, signs to the Kansas City practice squad. Um, is there anything here, fellas? I mean, most was pretty clear cut. Um, some of them not even all that fantasy relating, I guess, maybe auxiliary pieces. But anything there that you maybe want to dive into a little bit or something that uh, there's a little hint in there? I know, Zach, you'll talk about the Damian Harris maybe a little bit, but any anything else to mention? Well, with the Elijah Mitchell and then CMC banged up a little bit, do you guys think it's worth getting the next guy up from the 49ers, or do you guys think it's the CMC show moving forward no matter what? Well, I don't know, Zach, maybe you share the same sentiment, but I think it's interesting to pick up at least because this is a team that's geared for a playoff run. So I don't know if you want to bang CMC up all the way into the ground and, and then have him injured for playoffs. Obviously, you know, for a fact, you're not going to have Elijah Mitchell for at least the beginning of the playoffs, if not the entire stretch. So you could see maybe CMC's touches being monitored or or reduced. Who knows? We don't know how bad the CMC bang up is here, but I think it's definitely worth an ad, especially if your waivers go through and nobody touches them for, for a $0 pickup. I think there, there's definitely worse pickups you can make. But is that a similar sentiment you share there, Zach, or what do you figure? I, uh, I'm actually a little bit different than you. Um, I think it's been apparent all season that the, the Niners offense has been trying to reduce the amount of contact that, uh, Debo Samuel has been taking to his body, uh, especially on the ground. But I wonder now if given the situation they're in, uh, they start to give him the ball more now on the ground and almost revert back to what they were were last year um, when he was so effective both through the air and on the ground. Yeah, it's yes. very actually. That's a good point. Like you got Miami. That's a huge game for them this week. I'm just trying to look at who they got next week here. Like you got a couple of key games for them. And like that division is very much up for grabs here with, with some like serious competition. So it's a pretty key wins and key games that these teams are going to have to take. And um, like Tampa Bay in week 14, like it's, it's going to be tough sledding for them. So I can see that being a, a definitely, it's not like 
they can mail it in and all of a sudden they're in playoffs, right? Like you're going to have to win these games. So I think that's a pretty good option there, Zach, that I never really considered. I I think I'm on the Zach train there. Like I was surprised like even this last week with Mitchell going down and CMC going down that they didn't start giving Debo some touches in the backfield this last week, but maybe they're, they are just trying to save it and they knew they had the win here, but um, yeah, moving forward, you got to think they're in win now mode. They, they can't lose these games. So you put it in your, your ball or your weapons hands and, maybe Debo starts getting a little bit more touches here and just hope that he doesn't get injured. Like the other guys that have been getting touches have been. Yeah. Like week 15, they got Seattle. That could be a, even like, that couldn't be a bigger game for them. Like that's that very well could be the winner of that game wins the division for, you know, any stretch of the imagination, which is hard to believe. We're still talking about Seattle winning the division. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, I, I don't know. I still think like there's worse pickups you can make. Like might might throw throw a little zero dollar fab on there and, and be pleasantly surprised. But I wouldn't be surprised if it goes your guys' way with the Debo Samuel news. So um weekly recap going into the studs and duds. Uh we're going to start with Zach because this guy has been nothing but spectacular. Um, maybe not through the air, but uh as continues on the ground for sure. So let's uh, let's hear your stud of the week, Zach. Yeah, so my stud this week was kind of the the quarterback darling uh, of the fantasy season, Jalen Hurts, who put up just shy of 30 points, uh, 29.8. Um, like you alluded to there, uh, Jordan, while he hasn't been doing it uh, consistently or as consistently as one might expect through the air, uh, this week, he carried the load for the Eagles against the Packers uh, to the tune of 157 yards on the ground. Uh, he did have a fumble and no touchdowns, but that still propelled him to a outstanding uh, fantasy game uh, for you here in Week 12. Um, this is somebody that if you got lucky, <laughs> like I did, and uh, we're able to get him late in your drafts. He is somebody that has been paying off in a in a huge, huge way with only two games on the season under 20 yards, or sorry, under 20 fantasy points. Uh, every other week, it's been more than 20, and only once has he finished outside of uh, top 12 QB, and that was uh, QB 15. So he's been as dependable as anybody could hope for. He could have been in the category of the, the 22, uh, 22 fresh quick question of the week, because he's a guy that I think like, I don't know about you, Armin, because I know you were pretty heavily on the Bronco side there, which is how cheap Russ was getting there. And that stack you were really liking at draft season. But I know Zach, we were talking about Hertz in quite a few leagues. And I think there was one league that we were even in. You snaked me on him about two picks before me. So, that's something we could have both talked about that having him in quite a few leagues because he's been he's been outstanding, like you mentioned. Uh, Armin, let's uh, let's hear yours because this one, this one I've had him in dynasty in my big money league for what five years now, and finally we're starting to see some production. So let's hear it. Uh, I got to show some love to this guy because he's a guy that I um, drafted really late in staff league, um, and. It was hardly any tight ends left on the board, and I picked up David Njoku, and I was really nervous about how it would go, 
And until he was injured, he was turning into a tight end one. And now he's back to it again. And that touchdown on Sunday kept my playoff hopes alive in in my uh, staff league at work there. So um, I got to show him love. It's not a huge stat line. I'm going to give you the PPR points because that sounds more impressive. <laughs> but uh, 13.9 points. Um not huge, but it, it saved my season. So he he's my stud of the week because um, both of us, the person I was playing, most of their guys were done after the early window. Most of my guys were done after the early window. We were neck and neck going into that uh, last little bit of the Cleveland game there. And uh, Najoku scored the touchdown, and it was good night after that. So, oh, it made me so happy. That's that's one of the best catches of the year so far. Like that's got to be top five catch of the season. Yeah. And like the, from a tight end, like, okay. Like you said, like Justin Jefferson, or you say like Cooper cup or like some of these premier wide receivers makes that catch. It's like, yeah, that's, I'd expect a, an unbelievable catch like that from him. But like when that play went live, I was watching, I was just like, Holy crap. Like what a catch. And then it was like, Wait, that was David and Joku. Like that was that was an unbelievable catch on fourth down to win. Like, was it to win the game or was it to go? I can't remember if it was win the game or go ahead or how it worked out. But like fourth down in the back of the end zone, one hand and get the feet down. Like that was a heck of a catch. Yeah, fourth think- and seventeen with thirty-two seconds left, and they were down by seven. Like and then oh, like unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and, was- and from a tight end. Yeah. He he's actually a, a pretty good tight end. It's just that system has never really used him that much, and he's always ha- kind of had the injury bug. So it's been nice to finally see him being used this season. I'm a little worried with uh, Deshaun Watson coming back, what's going to happen, but I, I'm hoping they they keep using him. Deshaun Watson sees that he's got an athlete there at the tight end and targets him. He like In Houston, he targeted the tight end quite a bit. So there is hope, but I also hope that he throws four interceptions and gets benched in the second half of this upcoming <laughs> week's football game. Just the, you know, like a little, like, like that's a little like karma or, you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's oh, in some like, of the league chat chats, like guys are talking about like how, yeah, different leagues are handling it. I'm not in any leagues that have said you can't use Watson and you can't get him, but it sounds like there's leagues out there that, that are saying, yeah, he's you can't pick him up. He's unavailable no matter what. Um, that's quite interesting, actually. Yeah, there was a pretty good discussion in, in our charity league, and I think there's one other league that was talking about it too, and they were sharing, you know, thoughts from their other leagues. Um, I I just, yeah, I hope he sucks. I just hope <laughs> he sucks. And the last time we've seen him play football, he sucked. He sucked in that preseason game real bad. So, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's hope. Uh, I just like also like seeing chaos. Like I like seeing the fact that Denver owes Russell Wilson a ton of money and he is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL this season. So to see another guy with fully guaranteed money be absolutely brutal, it would be kind of, kind of funny. And just, Jordan just wants to see the world burn. Uh, well, just somebody else to be in demise with their, their choice of NFL <laughs> franchises like I've been for so long. <laughs> oh man. Um, I'm going to go into my stud here. Uh, my stud is the number one running back of the season, which has been unbelievable. Um, actually, I think he is. Yeah, he's the number one non-quarterback so far as well, too, which is hard to believe. And this we've talked about him already the last couple episodes. 
And it was from a guy that was a possible uh, cut candidate and team, you know, the reports were that maybe they move on from him this season, et cetera, et cetera. And he's been nothing but spectacular. And that's Josh Jacobs. And I only have him in one league and it's a, like a, the European charity league. So it's not that, you know, premier of a league or, or, you know, like um, high investment type league. So it's not like I'm really doing circles here, but Josh Jacob, another huge week and a walk-off touchdown, uh, 45.3 points, 33 carries for 229 yards and two scores. Uh, also had six catches on seven targets and 74 yards. This guy, which was unbelievable, leading into the game, he was put on a questionable, you know, possible to play with a late, late addition to the injury report, and then plays, then ends up on the possible injury report towards the end of the game, says, I'm going back out, and then runs like a 74-yard game ceiling OT winner. It was, uh, it was a treat to watch him. He's been a guy that's had kind of an up-and-down career so far. Uh, but his bounce back huge this year, especially after not getting his fifth year option um, utilized. So he's going to become a free agent this upcoming off season. It's going to be interesting where he lands because uh, he's a capable receiving back. And obviously look at the fantasy points he's put up this year. He's a very capable back too. So a name that I think is going to be talked about lots in the, in the fantasy off season is going to be Josh Jacobs, just as much as he's been talked about this fantasy season. So that's, uh, that's who I'm going to go with my stud of the week for week number 12. Uh, Zach, you want to talk about your dud? Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> this was a guy that I had to play in a few weeks out of necessity, uh, whether it was by, but more so, uh, actually it wasn't because of by, it was all because of injury, um, or just no other options. Uh, I had to play Curtis Samuel and Curtis Samuel to this point has had a up and down season it's either been a wide receiver one week or it's been like a wide receiver three type of season for him and this week he uh went to like maybe wide receiver seven territory when he put up <laughs> one 1.3 points and uh the kicker here is he was targeted uh not two times not one times but zero times no targets <laughs> so my guy didn't even have a chance to make a play uh but he did get the ball handed to him four times and he was able to pick up 13 yards so uh washington wasn't doing him any favors but uh he certainly wasn't doing my teams any favors either you know what it's not washington that's not doing him favors it's henneke not doing him any favors it's ever since uh, um, Wentz went down. Um, he just doesn't really target him that much. He's just focused in on McLaurin and Samuel. Like you've seen us, you saw his targets drop um, from from when he came in. Like he was averaging like probably nine targets a game with Wentz, and now he's down to averaging like three targets a game with a Henneke. Am I saying that right? Heineke. Heineke, kind of like the beer. Yeah. 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 With, uh, with Wentz, he had uh week one, 11 targets, week two, nine, week three, 10. Um, but yeah, you're right. Since then he's kind of been around that five, six mark. And, uh, over the past, let's see here, six past five weeks, it's been four, 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 two and zero in the target column. 
So three, three, two, one, zero in the reception column. And uh, with that kind of uh, production, unless you hit a home run and get a touchdown, you're, you're probably not putting up too many points. You started them in our, like our important league there, Zach, and it might've costed you the bye week I think it did, but I mean, he was him or Darius Slayton, so <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, I don't even matter that much. Yeah, I, I think I, but, I think Slayton went yard though. I think he got a tutty. Yeah, I think he actually might be right. Let me see here. Oh, let's check your roster. <laughs> That's the quickest way I think. Uh, yeah, Slayton. I think he did though. I think we were watching it uh, with the coaches at school. Nope, he, and I think he, he got a tug. Three for. Three on three receptions on six targets and sixty-three yards for seven point eight points. Still better. Well, maybe he got her. Maybe he got her close to the end zone then. Yeah, but still. really, I should have played. Should have played Isaiah McKenzie. Christ, nineteen point three. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> been a man. He's been a little dark horse too. Like just, I mean, inconsistent by all stretch of the imaginations. But that for a guy that you literally went undrafted and waiver wire pick up week number one, like. He's been a, he's been a nice little treat. Yeah, really. What I should have done though is I should have played Mister Big Hat himself, Brian Robinson. That's what I should have oh, done. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's like uh, just about on fire here. These you know the three the what's it what was the NBA jams rule the three three main shots in a row on fire. Uh, yeah. Well, it's one more guy here that's reverse on fire. Uh, Armin, do you want to talk about uh, your your dud? Yeah, I went with uh, another pass catcher from the Browns as my dud of the week, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, he had become a guy that I think everyone has been starting in their leagues uh, at wide receiver because he had been putting up points the last few weeks and had made himself a dependable guy. And then this week he rewarded all those people with uh, 2.6 points, two catches for 16 yards. Um I I hope that's a blip. I really like uh, DPP, um, and I hope that he he bounces back here and and continues to be that reliable guy that people have been been depending on. But uh, yeah, my dud of the week. You gotta be careful how you pronounce that nickname there. Right? You really <laughs> like the PP. <laughs> oh, that's real good. Mid show, our uh, mid show, Zach just drops uh, Jacoby Brissett there as we're talking about Cleveland so much here. Yeah. Um, my dud of the week, uh, you know, I talked about a little bit earlier, and that's CMC. Uh, since having Elijah Mitchell back, it's been kind of hit and miss. Uh, McCaffrey was not in the end zone two weeks ago, but still had a pretty decent fantasy week. Um, but this week, 11, 11 carries, 32 yards, four receptions, 17 yards for a total of 6.9 points. Um, Christian McCaffrey, this sucks because a, he's a guy that you would want to carry the load for you in fantasy. Uh, but for me personally, I just made a big trade for him to try and go all out to make a push. And I lost this week to Armand. Uh, and I think it just actually eliminated me from playoff contention. So I sold my team and missed the playoffs. So it's, that's a double dagger. Thanks CMC. Thanks cook. Thanks the rest of my team for crapping the bed. So that's, uh, the double dagger there. So CMC, I'm hoping there's a little bit of a get back here. We talked about you know, this quite a bit in the insiders and headlines portion. Um, I guess time will tell. There's important games to win. So whether that means McCaffrey's got to carry to get them there or whether they're going to kind of ice them a little bit to make sure they have them for a playoff round, time will tell. 
Uh, but hopefully we can see Christian McCaffrey get back into um, a reliable, trusty start because we got fantasy playoffs around the corner here and, and we want we want that confidence when we're setting the lineup, especially in the playoffs time. So CMC is my dud of the week and he has, uh, yeah, I don't think he's been in this category too many times in the history of this podcast, but it's uh, it's one that burns a little bit for sure. Hey, Jordan, I got good news for you. You're not mathematically eliminated yet. Oh, I need somebody to go. Oh, I need – there's two chances, but the one I need a team to go 0-2 and I need to go 2-0. And I think yeah. you need to lose one game in that. So it's it's a messy mess, but yeah, <laughs> not, not mathematically, but it's, you're saying there's a chance, basically. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I got going for. <laughs> Uh, talking about saying there's a chance, there's a good chance that if you use this promo code that you're going to save yourself 15% off. And that's not a good chance. That's a guaranteed chance. Promo code 306FFB15. When you go to 22fresh.com or you find yourself down at one of their store locations, uh, use that promo code and you're going to get 15% off. And that's just a partnership that we created with 22fresh. Uh, obviously wanting to support you at home, but the ones that support us here in our office. So Thank you very much for listening to the podcast, as well as thank you very much to 22Fresh for supporting us and the listeners throughout the 2022 NFL season. So continuing here um, into or out of the weekly recap into the weekly preview. So here we go. Twenty four hours after the game, you, you got to move on. Right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. Teams on by. We had no teams on by week last week, and now we have the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. And uh, thank God for Carolina because they've burnt me on my pools picks with my buddies for too many weeks in a row. So now I don't have to worry about trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with Carolina here. But uh, we're moving into week 13, and things are getting important. Uh, so these start sits, I remember last year, we had some real spicy ones, especially coming down, and I think a couple of them were in playoffs. Or it was like some big names we were telling you to sit and like talking about sit and Saquon and that paid off in a big way. Like these big names we we're telling you, um, they're, they're, they're tough decisions, they're hard decisions, but sometimes they're the, they're the right decisions. Uh, so these are big weeks. Lots of people that are treating them like playoff games. Win, you're in, lose, you're out. So uh, that's exactly how the playoffs work. So these are some important decisions and, and we're hopefully going to make some of the right ones here for you. So we'll start things off with Armin's full stream ahead. Armin. Who's a quarterback that you're willing to throw in the old lineup here week 13? All right. So for those shallower leagues, I'm giving you Trevor Lawrence versus Detroit. Um, that's just a juicy one that I had to put in. Um, and he's only owned in 62% of Yahoo leagues and 56.7 of sleeper leagues. Um, and he is starting to look more like what he's supposed to be. Um, he just had that clutch game. Um winning on the last play of the game type of thing um this weekend and this game has the makings of a potential shootout right detroit versus uh, jacksonville um two teams that can move the ball but can't really stop the ball very well so um and dfs wise i i'd be getting down and dirty with this with this matchup all all week weekend long and then and uh deeper what Sorry, I was just going to make a comment about that matchup, but I'll save it for my start of the week. All right, all right. And then in deeper leagues, uh, you got to go with Kenny Pickett. He's still available in 
um, like over, I think, 70% of leagues or something like that. And he's playing Atlanta, which is a, is a smash matchup for the young QB. It's a bit easier defense. Um, so uh, you got to hope that uh, he does actually put up points. And that's looking at those super flex leagues or, or deep leagues that don't have a lot of guys available. I like the Trevor Lawrence one there quite a bit. That's I think that's going to be a fun one. And that's for, for Jacksonville, it's kind of a whole hum. I guess that division is like pretty much iced, I guess, with Indianapolis, or not Indianapolis, sorry, with Tennessee. Um, but for Detroit, they're, as weird as it is says to say, they're uh, they're in the hunt here. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening that game. So I think that can be a fun one. I like that one a lot there, Armin. But um, before we get Zach to say his start of the week, holy crap, Zach, Garrett Wilson start of the week. He beat me to it there. And my goodness, was that a start of the week. Uh, I loved it lots. We talked about it on the pod last week lots. And actually had a couple of guys message me Garrett Wilson or this player, Garrett Wilson or this player. And I recommended Garrett Wilson on both of them. And the one guy just kept messaging me, oh, Garrett Wilson already. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, doesn't it feel good to be right? And then he just absolutely <laughs> went nuclear. And it's like, oh, yeah, Zach, listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. So let's uh, let's see if you can do it two weeks in a row here, Zach. Let's hear your start of the week this week. Well, that one may have been a little a little risky, um, perhaps especially what Wilson had been doing. But this one is a little on the nose, uh, considering it is Ramondre Stevenson uh, starting running back for my favorite team, the New England Patriots. Over the past nine weeks, not including the bye week, he has been uh, a top two uh, running back, right? running back two or better, every single week and finishing as high as running back two on the week uh, in week number six. So this is somebody that is getting it done through the air and on the ground for the Patriots. He is essentially their entire offense. And uh, today I found a tweet by Derek Brown over on the bird app that said since week seven, he has 25 0.2% of the target share, which leads all running backs in the league. Uh, 54.6 reception yards per game, leading all running backs in the league. And he is second in receptions only to uh, Austin Eckler. Um, So this is a running back that can do it both through the air and on the ground. And I was worried the past couple of weeks that he'd be losing touches to Damian Harris who is making his way back from an injury. But uh, on Thursday, Harris uh, tweaked his thigh. So it looks like for at least a little while, it will be the Stevenson show. And I will look for him to show off, even against a pretty stout Buffalo defense. Yeah, this the writing's on the wall for this one. I think he's been... And he, if I'm, quote me if I'm not wrong here, Zach, you, he was your, one of your, my guys this year too, correct? Yes, he was. So here you go. Carrying in the load for playoff championships here and Zach can ride the high horse all the way to, to glory land. So let's keep that one in the old uh, hopeful. Armand, who's your start of the week? Uh, my start of the week is Brian Robinson, the running back of the Washington Commanders. He is playing the New York Giants this week, which is a nice favorable matchup for them. 
and uh, he's just coming off a big week. He's been a little bit up and down since he's kind of come back from his injury, but uh, he is averaging a ton of carries every week. He's He hasn't been below 13 for for four weeks now. Um, his lowest carry total was eight. He He's guaranteed to get a workload, I think, and um, he he's running more violently. It looks like he he's become more healthy. Um, he might have came back a little early off the bat. You could tell he was a little tentative, but now he's he's running like an NFL running back. Uh, I'm going to continue on the merry way here and talking about uh, my start of the week. I like yours, Armin. I like it a lot. Uh, he had an unbelievable week, and Zach. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, should have started on last week. Just dig that dagger there a little bit deeper. But uh, my start of the week is a little bit of a gutsy one. And a guy that's more than likely probably on your waiver wire for the most part. Um, after the bye week, or after the bye week, sorry. After the waiver wire is clear and this episode drops, it, it's unlikely. He might be, most likely will be picked up. Uh, but that's Zay Jones, wide receiver for Jacksonville Jaguars. And they're taking on Detroit. And if you were unaware, uh, he put up, uh, 14 targets and he caught 11 of them for 145 yards against the Baltimore Ravens, um, which is a pretty stout defense. I know they're battled with a little bit of injuries right now, but I'm looking at the Detroit matchup and we talked about that. I think this is going to be a really good, um, really good football game. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring and it doesn't help that Detroit, so their, one of their best corners has been out for the last couple of weeks and their defense is a little bit banged up too. So the secondary is one of the weaker points in the defense. Um, not to mention that the whole defense hasn't been spectacular this season. Uh, and he's a guy that either has either been on your bench for most of the season or has been uh, sitting on the waiver wire. So a guy that you can pick up and put in your lineup in a favorable matchup. And uh, like, kind of like Zach said, sometimes it's uh, it's wishful thinking and you hope for the best and it's a little bit sketchy. Uh, I think that's kind of where we're at with this one, but I think it's, um, very likely that somebody in that receiving room is going to have a good week. And I'm going to lean towards the hot hand and a guy that got 14 targets last week. And that's say Jones uh, to the other side of the coin here. And the guys that we are sitting this upcoming week, 13, uh, we'll go back to the beginning with Zach. So chase Claypool is an interesting name, a, a mid season trade from the Steelers to the bears uh, and he is now taking, presumably taking, the mantle as wide receiver one in Chicago with Mooney out for the season. Um, Claypool hasn't been lighting the world on fire since coming over to Chicago. But you would think maybe just volume would dictate that he would be a serviceable starter, um, considering a lot of teams are dealing with injuries as well as bye weeks uh this upcoming week um but i would caution anybody in starting claypool uh considering we still don't know who the quarterback is going to be for the bears uh it may be fields uh and if it is fields he'll be gutting it out with an injury or it could be one of trevor simeon or nathan peterman uh at quarterback and regardless of which player is at uh, QB there for the Bears, they will be going against the Packers defense that ranks fourth in the league in opponent pass yards per game. So 
not a favorable matchup to say the least. So uh, if you have to go ahead and start them and just hope for volume, but if you can find a better option, I would suggest doing that. That's another wishful thinking player that just we, hasn't come to fruition. That might be a next year play and not so much the this year play, but um, Armand, where are you going with yours? I see it's a similar same game as where I'm going as well too. Yeah, um, I am going with the Philadelphia Flyers running back uh, one, Miles Sanders, for my sit of the week. Um, He just came off a huge week, and, you know, that's great and everything, but you can't let your emotions play too much. And he's had a decent season, but if you look at his his, uh, his, um, points per game, uh, at each individual game he has struggled a little bit with the tougher matchups um he's had his boom weeks but he's also had um weeks of like five points kind of thing and Tennessee is known as a, a team that is very good at stopping the run and they force you to throw the ball on them and pe- people have success throwing the ball against them which means um you got to imagine Philly's either going to be using Hertz legs or his arm to win this matchup and not the legs of Miles Sanders. You are so out on Miles Sanders. I don't even think you called him by the right name. I don't think we're going to let that one go under the radar. Philly, what did I call Flyers. I had a good little chuckle at that one, Armin. That was good. What? <laughs> called him the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, sorry. I know it's been that. a long day for you, buddy. It's already got to hang in for about five more minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to the same game as you, Armin, but I'm going the other side. And almost the exact same argument as what you had to say, but just flipping the coin. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have been superb against fantasy wide receivers. Um, when you look at some of the games they've given up the most yardages, it's been against obscure teams like uh, Indianapolis or, or uh, Washington that haven't been able to move the ball that well through the air. Um, but they're averaging... 139 yards of receiving that's among all wide receivers and they're averaging under under three quarters of a touchdown per game and this the secondary uh of the of the philadelphia eagles is superb and you look at um so the the player i'm talking about here is uh is Traylon burks and if you look at his points he put up last week he put up 15 fantasy points four receptions 70 yards but then he also got that touchdown because of the fumble on the goal line that he recovered and scored, which was a very, very obscure play. If you haven't seen it, Derrick Henry catches a screen pass for, I think it was like 78 yards or something ridiculous oh, like that. And then fumbles it on the one yard line. Traylon Burke falls on it and gets a touchdown. So um, Philadelphia is superb against the wide receivers and a team that doesn't want to pass first. They want to run first. And so far, Philadelphia has been kind of weak in the run game. That's kind of where their, their soft spots been the last couple of weeks. And going all the way back to Washington, exposing him a little bit. So I think they're going to continue to run the ball, uh, obviously, as Tennessee trends to do. And uh, Traylon Burks is going to be an auxiliary piece at best against a very, very, very good secondary of uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so sit your Traylon Burks play. Uh, and I think that is where I will be going this upcoming week because I do have actually Traylon in, uh, in one league. So uh, any uh, anything to add here, fellas, before we wrap this one up? I know we got Wellesley's wagers. Uh, he does send his regrets. He said just with the the week, it's been a little bit hectic. Uh, we had a family supper for my wife's birthday last night, and we uh, work was a little bit crazy for him this week. So he's going to be sending those in. They'll be posted on Instagram tomorrow. Uh, so nothing on the pod today. But anything we want to add, fellas, before we uh, wrap this bad boy up? 
I can't believe we spoke for about an hour and only one mention of Brian Robinson's Robinson's massive hat was made. <laughs> that seems criminal. <laughs> and yeah, it's going viral know. too. Other guys are getting the big hat now too. <laughs> There's uh my buddy sent me a thing on on Facebook. It's a mashup of Brian Robinson's face and uh Craig Robinson's skit from I Think You Should Leave with uh the hat. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. I know what you mean. That's outstanding. Anything for you, Armin? How much what do you have to get done to get to uh, your your fantasy playoffs for the uh, staff league? Oh, I uh I'm sitting at seventh now and they take eight for playoffs. So I I think I just I need to win at least one more, but I probably should win out. Um I think I I got a shot. I got a shot. Um I made a gaffe and I, I traded away Stevenson, Zach. Um traded him and Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase had been injured for so long. And you you guys are you guys actually told me I should do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So far it's paying off though because Chase has been out yet. And uh but uh got Kirk and Devontae Smith and James Robinson and nobody saw what happened nobody saw coming what happened to James Robinson with him being benched and you know what such is life hey Michael Carter sprained ankle who knows yeah (laughs) fingers crossed we'll see I might be picking up uh bam night as they call him yeah that's one of those trades where you got to do it to try and stay alive yeah doesn't matter hey doesn't matter how you get there as long as you make it hey Armand yeah, and that was that was the only reason I made that trade is to stay alive. Otherwise, oh. I would have been able to willing to take Jamar Chase to the playoffs. But yeah, oh man, been been there. I have made a couple of trades to try and bolster my team in two different leagues, and all the players ended up on IR. So I just, don't listen to me. I guess is the moral of the story. So. <laughs> Regardless, that'll do it for episode number seventy, everybody. Uh, good luck this week in week number thirteen. Uh, if you have playoffs next week, we'll be doing a little bit of playoff primer, obviously, for you. But for most people, playoffs start week 15. So we've got two weeks to try and get you there, everybody. Uh, good luck and uh, hope for the best here, everybody. Uh, enjoy a nice slate of football and uh, take care. We'll talk soon.